Hello there, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese, otherwise known as at RJJ Blue and Black on Twitter. And over there we have got, well, who is it? So uh, Mikey S. Harris. We'll find him on Twitter at Mikey S. Harris. Duh, well said, but... Uh, oh, sorry, it's X. it's X. It's not Twitter now, it's X. Sounds like you're having an existential crisis. <sighs> More than one this week already. <laughs> and it's only Tuesday, for God's sake. <laughs> don't, don't remind me. Um, you can also get in touch with the podcast. We are uh, at FL Rugby Pod over there on X and uh, Forbidden Love Rugby at gmail.com if you'd like to email us. Ed is knocking about. He's not with us tonight, but uh, we'll get him back. Oh, we'll we get will. Him back. Yeah. Even if, uh, even if we have to go and get him ourselves. Oh, yeah. Pod on the road. Yeah, pardon the road. Ed, if you're listening, just, you know, look over your shoulders because we're coming to put a microphone in front of you. Raging in the bushes. We need your abruptly formed opinions Yeah, rugby matches that don't really matter <laughs> that we somehow find enduringly interesting. And, and the continual um, confrontation within himself as to whether it's a Seb Davis or Adam Beard. One day, one day, that'll click for him, I reckon. <laughs> and on, on, on that day, Seb Davis will be captain of the Lions. Oh, my man alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, yeah, uh, what have you been up to about this? Uh, as you say, it's Tuesday. How, how, was, how did your weekend go? Weekend started quite, um, quite a bit of a surprise back on Friday. Um, and we sort of mentioned a bit of the young farmers before now, like, and um, it's mm. very close to both mine and Ed's heart. Um me and uh, some fellow uh, coaches, for public speaking, uh, from our club, uh, my, from my club, have been asked to go and judge a public speaking competition in the neighbouring county. Oh, nice. There we go. So, uh, yeah, it's um, judging the competition with a team that we, uh, the same competition, the Brains Trust competition, where we took a team to the national final uh, mm-hmm. two years ago. So, um I'd say we're quite well equipped. <laughs> yeah, damn straight. Yeah, we'll have a go. Like, but um, yeah, we're very grateful for Gwent Young Farmers for uh, asking us and giving us the opportunity and uh, going to write a little speech later as well to uh, sort of say on the day kind of thing and uh, and all that. Like, So if there's anybody listening from the Gwent Young Farmers, uh, get along on October the 1st. Smash uh, we'll it. Is it, is it uh, cash prizes or is it booze? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's pride to represent the county pride. at the next level. Oh, mm, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well... <laughs> Then uh, Saturday went down to watch Scarlet and the Barbas in. Uh... Oh yeah, shit! I forgot. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. I was in I was in Germany, so I forgot all about all that. Right. Uh, yeah, how, how did how did that go? All right, uh, supposed to be a bright of us going down, but uh, that quickly dwindled to four. But the four of us who went had one hell of a good day. Oh, why? Let's put it like that. Night out in Clonakley afterwards, or I was driving, so oh. um, we had a few. Uh, uh, we had a, a bit, spent a bit of time down uh, in, in a pub called the Halfway, mm-hmm. which is um, not too far from um, from uh, Parker Scarlets. And uh, yeah. yeah, all right, Danny. I think we're going to try and have a look down there again. Many in the ground? Uh, the, behind the posts, either side wasn't sold. Mm-hmm. So uh, it looked like it's the two touch lines. And I'd say they were maybe. 60, 65% full each side. So okay. there, was a, there was a good noise down there, like, and um, considering, like, it wasn't a full-fledged, uh, mm-hmm. full-fizzed Barbar side. And I think the Scarlets were as good as they could be without their internationals. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Scarlets took the win, uh, 33-19, something along them lines. Please correct me on X if I got that wrong. But, um, yeah, it won a bad game. Um, 
uh, Barbar's played to a bit of a structure, which is a bit uncommon for Barbar's rugby. And uh, yeah. uh, there was some good running stuff as well, like in oh. a couple of tries. But uh, for me, uh, so we did a little bit with the, uh, the handbags after the final whistle. Oh, was it a fight? Yeah, well, it, it, it started started something like, and you don't see that in a Barbar's game. It's not what it's for. It's not what it's about. Yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, Barbar's game is supposed to be fun. Like, well, I mean, after the whistle in any match is a bit weird, mm, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, did, it didn't last long, and, you know, the, the respective players intervened as they do to, mm. to not just to add fuel to the fire, but to sort of cool tongues, etc. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't what you want to see. But the game itself was, uh, was, was great, and it was good to see Rob Evans and Aaron Shingler come off the bench yeah, yeah. for the Barbas to um, uh, have a go against them for a yeah. change. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was uh, I was knocking about Berlin. Um, mm, lovely. Yeah, so it did mean my sort of rugby viewing was few and far between. Sort of typically using a VPN and ITVX on my phone, uh, and I think that's going to come across in the analysis later. Because is it? I, yeah, it was. Uh, I was. I, I did try and. Um, yeah, I did try and fudge it and use some streaming services. I did take my laptop, but I just couldn't find a good stream. So uh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. And like the only places showing it were um, Irish pubs were a bit out of the way from where we were staying. So uh, yeah, yeah. Do you can like it? Do you can? But Do you uh, can. Did, did have a good time? Oh, it's class. Yeah, lovely city. Um, we got there uh, just in time for Oktoberfest to start. Um, which you know, not really much of a Berlin thing, but it sort of you know made its way there. Stay or there about there, like yeah. Uh, so yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of access to. Uh, and adulterated pilsners and nice, fixtures. nice. Yeah. Can't fault it. Can't fault Forbidden it. Love and, rugby, Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast tour impending. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> in addition to that, yo, there's uh, unfettered access to currywurst. So you know, is it? What more can a man want? Well, exactly, exactly. Spoil yourself. Exactly <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, on to Wales, Portugal. Then, um, with with so where did you watch it then? It was um, well. It was it was Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the 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 Scarlet Barbas game finished about half hour before the Wales game kicked off, oh, and okay. um, they added added on a big screen in their training barn there. They had a couple oh, of bars there, yeah, uh, a couple of bars, some food outlets as well. Like, but um, uh, it wasn't the best. It's not it's not walkabout. Let's put it like that. <laughs> they got one one big screen, and they like, and um, we were sat. Uh, stood quite far back and uh, there were a couple of tall guys there like they must breed them big internetly <laughs> and um, we couldn't quite have a, a it didn't have the best view so um, yeah. we watched the first 20 minutes in there I think then my buddy had to go bit this, oh, bit, okay. bit. so I gave him a lift back to the train station and we all went back to the um, the halfway pub and that was they had a few screens about there we watched that outside so uh, yeah we we watched sort of yeah by the second half the first second 20 minutes of the first half if you mm-hmm. work that out of you, I'm with you <laughs> and uh, yeah yeah so it wasn't the uh, the zenith of rugby viewing uh, quality that, that walkabout is for you then absolutely not no I think um, <laughs> the Scarlets can certainly learn something from walkabout just, then, just, big, just bigger screens and, 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 and more of them yeah. <laughs> that's what we want boys yeah, it was a tricky one to call, isn't it? Like in the build-up, I was trying to figure out what I was expecting, what I'd be happy with. But ultimately, once the, the team was selected, it, it, yeah. I feel like the, in reality, it was always going to be what it was. That sort of... Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I think Portugal are one of the lower ranked sides in the tournament. And personally, what I was expecting was Rio and Azamet with a hat trick each. I, I, they were my I, expectations. I thought there might have been a hat trick in this somewhere. I couldn't tell if it was going to come from Hooker, which quite often happens if you're, yeah, you're mo- monstering malls left, right, and yeah, centre. Yeah. Um, and there was a part and he was like, maybe it'll be Mason Grady. You know, his brother, Corey Allen, got yeah, yeah. a hat trick against, oh, was it Uruguay? Something like that. Back? Yeah, that would have been. So, so I was wondering, oh, you know, yeah, so bragging rights, you know, might have been on the line <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, it, it did really have the energy of a tier two autumn international pick the yeah, seconds. Yeah, that's 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 exactly it. I think uh, it 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 was like yeah, one of them uh, fireworks you have in a pack. You know, one of the garden fireworks. It just doesn't quite go off. Like mm. all, all all the pop and fizz, but none of the action. It was interesting, see, because right at the start, because Zamit scores quite early, doesn't he? There's some yeah. there's some lovely distribution from Jack Morgan, and a bit on that in a sec. Um, to put him into some space, and then Zamit does what Zamit does. He he chips ahead and chases the ball at ten meters a second with completely dead eyes and scores a try. <laughs> like, I think I think there they was opportunity for, for more of that. Not yeah. that you want to copy and paste three tries to that degree, but like if you can see the space there in, in the backfield where there's nobody covering, but bloody exploited. He done it once. Why not twice or three times? It's, it's funny because, like, yeah, at that point, it kind of felt like, you know, sometimes you... Like, did you ever play any of the old rugby games like Jonah Loom or, or, or anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, flat. Like, <laughs> every now and then, you'd find, like, a little glitch where if you did a thing, you would basically mm. be guaranteed to score. I like doing on Jonah Loom or rugby, right? You could pass the ball to 10, do a grubber, like, horizontal, um, sort of, yeah, sort of across the field. Mm-hmm. And you have your 12 or 13 coming on the angle. It's like a miss. It's like a miss man pass. Like you couldn't do miss man passes on Joe Luma rugby. Like, but it was it was like that. The ball would bounce. It bounced up just perfect, and you could have like just bang on the angle. It was great. Is that why everybody our age is obsessed with like hands when it comes to passing along the back? Like, so. Literally, it's just a hangover from playing Joe Luma. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose you couldn't do a Marla did either on on Joe Luma. Oh, you God, could you no. could head the ball. If if you get a tall back, right, the head of forward, not, not a bad not a bad option though. Like it's, it's one of them, it's one of them forbidden loves, isn't it? Because I, I think right, if people start like imagine people's like you, isn't it? Right, because it 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 essentially yeah. be like doing a chip over the top, but much faster. Because a, a reasonably skilled fly off could throw the ball towards somebody's head, and then they could head it on purpose. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but are we, oh, oh, we're into the realms of head injuries and HIAs. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think if it became a tactic, people would have to sort of go, um, yeah, yeah, we have, we have to have stop to this. Yeah, it'd be easier to stop. It's like, right, no headers. <laughs> yeah, just cons- considering like, you know, I get the fun element, but they, like, you know, yeah, there is a serious side of that as well. I mean, lacrosse head is in foot- the football as well. And like, you know, there's the CTE in, in mm. issues in football as well. So like, I think rugby needs to get a handle on this pretty quick. Love to see it, right? I think it was lucky that England had that advantage given to them in a mm. game which I think didn't wasn't going all their way all the time. And I, 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 I tell I, you, I, I, I got the impression watching that that an, an, a more accurate team would have put England to bed. Yeah, I think so. Um, and a, a team better able to deal with England's inaccuracies. So yeah. a lot of teams wouldn't have, well, would have played the whistle there and continue to chase the ball like laws just wandered under the posts and, and opposed yeah. there which was yeah, yeah disappointing I think, 
it, 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 in that melee moment, like mm. where you're looking at the ref, what's what's happening? Like, mm. I think yeah, like a, a better team, like you don't want to say don't want to say a tier one team because I don't think Japan are a tier two team anymore. I mean, they've had some big scalps. Mm. Like more, more big scalps than like than like a, a Uruguay or a, a or a Portugal, for example. But, I, I yeah. think that yeah, and because of that, they're a bit more revered and respected. Maybe yeah. come World Cup time. Yeah, I yeah. think that the days of a clear tier one and tier two are sort of coming to an end. Yeah, it's just um, that third tier which is still down here. Yeah, I I do wonder. Like I think. I've been listening and reading a bunch lately and you know there's there's a theory doing the rounds that perhaps the Southern Hemisphere teams in particular New Zealand and Australia aren't quite as um, well relentless in the yeah. last couple of years because they aren't having that week in week in week out action against uh, South African forwards but it's doing the North a world of good yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, and to, to sort of expand on that, I'm starting to think that actually, the rugby championship's going to be shit. I think. Well, yeah, I think uh, I, I read something earlier, like you know, this, this calls now for Fiji to get involved. Well, this is where I was going, and I, do, I don't think that in its current format, sort of playing each other twice or three times in a tournament is it's just boring. No. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if but the problem you've got is where do you play it? Because you can't be having Fiji, Japan, Argentina, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand. Yeah, the geography doesn't quite work out. Does it? The logistics are impossible with that. Like, yeah, you, but, you know, so then you start talking about host nations and then revenue suffers and before you know it, yeah, it doesn't get off the ground. It, it, it's unfortunate that there's a lot less land mass in the Southern Hemisphere than there is yeah. in the North, yeah. which, you know, <laughs> like that, can't be helped. Yeah, like, as, a, know, as any we, good geographer knows, that's going to take exactly. millions was, of years before play tectonics. <laughs> oh my god! This, we, 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 we're dragging back a few years now, Reese. I think we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be heat death of the universe. I think before. Uh, yeah. Before there's another but, supercontinent. <laughs> yeah, but I think sort of like you know, does does South America need a better tournament? I mean, Where yeah. I got, Go, going back to an idea I had a couple of episodes back, or not an idea I had, but an idea that I like. Um, yeah, I think places like Central Europe and South America should develop competitions that are as good as the six yeah. that operate in parallel to it. Yeah, I mean, you look at Chile and Uruguay and Argentina, mm. they're all in the World Cup. Yeah, Brazil, you went far off. No, no, but, but by Uruguay, they're there. So mm. there's a. Okay, yeah, like. Argentina, you know, they're going to be the 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 Blethers little team of 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 that area. And like, probably be stuck for a while, yeah, yeah. And then like you got South Africa. I mean, Namibia in the World Cup. Zimbabwe got a high caliber of, of rugby. It's just not their turn yet. Uh, mm. Who else has been there? Um, well, you know, Madagascar, Ivory Coast. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think oh, this isn't this somebody else in in the north. Um, yeah, I was yeah just trying to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's lost me right now. But, you know, the same thing then in Eastern and Central Europe. Um, yeah. the, the, the problem that you've got is, yeah, Fiji and Australia. Like, like Australia and New Zealand aren't even that close to each other. No, it's, no. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not Italy to Cardiff. Like, it's, no. it's much further than that. But, but there is that Pacific area of, like, Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, mm, mm. New Zealand, Australia. You want to 
reach out to Japan as well because yeah. that's all in the Pacific there. And then, you know, you've got uh, the other sort of Asian teams knocking on the door not far away, a bit, yeah. obviously a bit behind, but, you know, yeah. they're there. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, Hong you know, Kong were close yeah, to qualifying say, this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, back at Wales Portugal. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back. We were about to chat about Jack Morgan because he, he wasn't yeah. actually meant to be playing, but his, his distribution is starting to remind me of like a, a bit of a Martin Williams style linky seven. Because, I mean, he mixes it up physically, don't get me wrong. But... Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, I think he's that's, um, that's become his, his game. He is that physical back row player, like sort of getting over the game line way, sort of like picking up that mantra from Falatau because I don't there's clearly not much left internationally in Falatau. So there's gonna be need to be somebody in that back row to sort of pick up that baton and, mm. and carry it forward in effectively as he does. But the modern player needs the, like you said, that skill set to be able to be that link player, particularly in the seven jersey. Because yeah. the seven is in the loose. Because sort of, was wasn't it the um was it the Gareth Davis try against England in the warm-up? Jack Morgan was just outstanding in the in the yep. run-up to that. That's it. Yep. Yeah, his, he's been he's developed a distributive kicking game as well in the last couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, all right. It was it was doing a penalty advantage, but like, but why it came not? Like off, you know, a try came out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, going back With, to Falato, I I was reading today. He's only thirty-two. Sickening, isn't it? I know. Like, he's probably going to another Lions tour for my money. Well. And if they really looked after him, right? Yeah. Dare you say? Dare we say? Another, another World Cup. Thirty-six. Hmm. We'll that would see. Alan Wynn is thirty-six, isn't he? Yeah. And he's not. He's not there. But no. In for anybody's money, Alan Wynn was going. It was his swan song, along with Tuprick, along with a lot of the boys who dropped out. You know, Ken, if he wasn't injured. But yeah, does he? Will 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 Gatlin have a word with him? Will it be let's look after you for the next one, or let's let's let you bow out gracefully now and you know let's mm. not tarnish uh, a very good career. Yeah, uh, I think the rest of Wales is allowed tries. We're fairly boring. Like uh, yeah. we had a Johnny Williams crash ball from short range after his uh, yellow card. Uh, so yeah, redemption there. We had we had Jack Morgan driven over towards the end, yeah, and then we had Falato against sort of tiring bodies at the end. Yeah, I wanted four tries, but by before the hour, I think that's what. And everything after then, after the hour, was going to be a bonus. I think the opportunity, like we got this backlash game now coming up against Australia. I, I, I think they've done enough. Got the bonus point, got the five points. So on paper, yeah, it looks great. But that was a game for maybe six tries. Yeah, just yeah. Because, just be, just because, like the potential needed to count back. If you're locked on points with any of the other, with either Fiji or Australia. Yeah, and I think towards the end of this tournament, uh, of of the pool stage, sorry, um, your Portugal's and your Georgias are probably going to be tiring. Now we're, we're fortunate yeah. in so much as we've, we've got Georgia last up, so we might be able to pull something out the bag there. But yeah, you know, whoever the next two teams play Portugal are going to be probably turning them over a bit more yeah, than we did. I think so. Yeah, because you know it's you know it's hard to go week to week as a club player. They're long. Oh, in, in fact, yeah, Portugal are up for the next four weekends in a row, aren't they? They they their rest yeah. weekend in effect was the first weekend. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, so that's not, that's going to be yeah, rough. That, that's not going to help at all. Like, I mean, one or two bumps is all they need to sort of really deplete their resources. I tell you what, though, man, their back play was fucking lovely, wasn't it? Oh, I know, yeah. And but then, but then again, like you know, I was thinking about this earlier on in in, in prep for tonight. Like, like, um, there's not much between a performance from from them, and I'm getting a a win over a good side, like. I think so. Like, uh, so it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because yeah. Wales aren't Ireland or South Africa or New Zealand or France. No, um, I I don't see us monstering anybody really in the way that like Romania have been monstered. Yeah, and, and but, unless but like, I, I'd I'd like to see what would happen if Portugal and Romania played right now. Like, what's what's is there a gulf between those or yeah, I, is, mm, is it the opposition? Yeah. Like, or, or are just Portugal playing less good teams than Romania? Yeah, there's there's there's, there's certainly different ways of looking at it. Like, and yeah, like watching a oh, let's, unfortunate unfortunate to branded second tier, but seeing them second tier teams go at each other, it's going to be like. That's that's almost like a Wales versus England, really, like isn't it? Because it's it's that kind of respective level, and um, oh, we got to start watching more tier two European rugby. I was going to say, man, it's, it's it's probably like that that sort of thing is probably the argument for uh, cup plate bowl at the World Cup. Yes, um, you know, there's there's arguments for, there's arguments against, but yeah, I, I would like to see, God, like, the, the, I think the problem you'd have is you know your Scotland's, Japan's. Yeah, etc. Well, whoever comes third in Pool C would run away with that. But then, of course, then you've well, got the, the bowl at the bottom. So, well, well, yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. Like, isn't it? I mean, it'd be it'd be nice to, just to, to to have a look at it, sort of played up with AI, with AI bots. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. John Roman Rugby. Just <laughs> get, yeah, get, get a captain from every team to yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's. It's it's a, it's a meaningful tournament. It only happens every once every four years, and then mm. like some of them teams, they they get four good idins, and 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 that's all they get to look forward to. It's a triple. And, and yeah, and then that's their only exposure to wider mm. audiences. Whereas yeah they, yeah, they might be able to do themselves a bit more justice, and make those inter tier two matches uh, more attractive to the wider rugby watching public. Yeah. If you got and to see think, play each other. Yeah, and I think there's there's enough of a, people there watching. Who'd relish a chance to see, like you know, just the the, ch- the chance of a bit of silverware kind of thing in, in on the world stage because it's the only World Cup rugby has. Yeah, rugby's got its, its championship, its Six Nations, but like taking the consideration, like you know, not to compare apples and pears, but football has its European tournament every two years. Yeah, World Cup every two years, and of course, in between that, they got the you know, their respective areas of. South America Cup, Africa Cup of Nations, and and I'm not well versed in football, of course, and so again, come at us, we got it wrong. But um, I think rugby and the sport that it's in, it has its tournaments. Uh, I think they're trying hard with this, the Autumn Nations series and the Summer series. They're trying hard, they really are. But every four years, twenty teams get to go and test their metal against the best, the best of the best. Yeah, and you'd. The the argument against it I, I, I've I've seen anyway is it costs those unions a lot more money to stay longer. Um, I get it. Yeah, totally. and, and the and the other thing I guess is it makes tier two players less attractive to clubs in say France. Um, but like yeah, as you say, it's once every four years. Yeah. Would it be would it be that much of a problem if you've got four years of because you know if if somebody says you're right in four years time there's a chance you'll be in the host nation for six weeks 
are, are yeah. you there or you're not? Yeah. You block that six weeks out. You know you're there. I mean, the, the camps before are – the camps, they are, they are what they are. But, like, you know, you know you, you've got a date to work to mm. with the potential of getting some in at the end. The, the difficulty, I suppose, is you don't know if you're going to qualify until quite close to the time, especially if you're well, like one of them. Yeah. Yeah, with the sort of the, the repechage in the Americas, mm. of course. Like, but and then uh, that's, that's a short turnaround of planning. Like, but but I suppose if you, if you know if you, if you are able to put the money aside and you do it, and then you don't go to the World Cup, you can spend on something else. I yeah. guess. But, but then again, this is something I thought about. Whether I got this right or wrong, I don't know. Like, like you said before, sort of like there's only one percent of of the world of rugby. Is is generates ninety nine percent of the wealth. Let's let's put it the professional element. Yeah, okay. It, I see you, 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 you talk international rugby now, okay? Sort of the pressure. It's, it could suggest it's sort of very much uh, a part of the haves and have not, and, and world rugby mm-hmm. being staunch about sort of developing rugby. So why can't they help out them minor teams who've, who've got over the first hurdle of getting mm-hmm. the World Cup in the first place? And I don't know whether the, again it's an issue of money and. Oh, nobody likes talking about it, but everyone wants to talk about it all at the same time. And yeah. like, just even if it was like you know, to provide fifty percent financial assistance to get them to that last fortnight so they can compete in a semi-final and and a and a, and a bowl final. Like, do you know what I mean? How much pride will them players take away in being able to compete on the world stage against a team they may never see again? Yeah, yeah. You know, the opportunity is there. The and the best thing about it, they want a chance to do any meaningful kind of research then no 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 laptop work mm-hmm. so it, it's it's pretty much an opportunity to balls out there yeah and then teams are not like we've seen portugal they're not a bad side no they just no. don't get the same opportunity as as wales do for example to dust off against ireland france yeah. england scotland italy i mean on a day they beaten each other yeah yeah totally um and, and to stick with portugal their, their try was class oh. like I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone can learn from from a bit of that, and I think they caught Wales absolutely cold. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think a typical sort of Wales against tier two opposition. I think we were a bit um, arrogant. Blase. Yeah, blase. Yeah, uh, Gareth Davis had his try disallowed for blocking by Thomas Francis to get let Zami through on a different day. That doesn't get yeah. called or picked up, but I, I think yeah. to the letter of the law, probably yes. there. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, he's, does, does the ref call it? Does the TMO call it? Like, in, who calls that on, on a different day, like an Aiden and all that? I think for me, the continue, the, the most worrying thing is we've been talking Derry Lake up, uh, but our line-out success was <laughs> really bad. And, like, I know they, we always say there's so many components for line-out, but it felt like the throwing was bad. Hmm. Lake hasn't had that much competitive rugby yeah. of late. I mean, he's been injured. Since. Co-captain with this doubt hanging over his head. It's a big ask, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, mm. he was tough enough co-captain in the second team, like, yeah. but uh, <laughs> we're talking <laughs> half a dozen levels higher than that, like, and uh, I, I'm not so sold on a co-captain. No, same. Like, I, I don't, I, I think Derby Lake is a fine athlete. I yeah. think his work in the scrum and in the loose yep. is class, but this this throwing the line of problem. So I mean, it's always been a problem for Wales, but it just yeah, seems more yes. pronounced when he's when he's throwing. And they said, like, the, looking at that game, the darts weren't great when Elias was on. 
No, no. Either. But yeah, we we, uh, we lost four of our own lineouts. Looking yeah. at it, um, looking at the other stats, it, it does seem like Wales had the better of it. One hundred and fifty runs, more carries yeah. off the gain line, more passes, more defenders beaten, more offloads, which surprises me actually because Portugal mm. were offloading for fun early doors. Yeah, yeah. Um, more dominant moles, more dominant rucks. Um, Portugal kicked expected. more though. And there's and and, and as, as it suggests, or theory suggests, that the kicking team wins the games. Mm. But yeah, how it depends on how effective that kicking is. And well, this is they, this is what I was going to go on to. We regathered more of them, so it was twenty-seven yeah. thirty in the kicking stats, um, of which Wales regathered five of twenty-seven, and Portugal regathered one of thirty. So yeah, see, so they're not able to sort of run an open play, run a, run, a, run an in-broken play sort of thing and yeah. sort of step a, ta- step a tackle like and sort of catch a forward flat-footed. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I guess finally then, the other talking point would be that, that red card for Portugal, the, the boot to face. I, I, I kind of feel like this has been coming for a while where that defensive sort of put the foot out so that you can't get... or it, it, it uh, Dissuades a would-be tackler from yeah. making the tackle. I've, I've thought that for, for a while this red card's been coming for, yeah. for somebody. Well, there was a lack of sympathy for the um, for the the oncoming player in previous years, wasn't it? Where mm. like you know the the the, the kick the 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 fullback then goes up, diffuses the bomb, puts a foot out, and the player running into him to go to make a tackle knows what he's doing. He's put himself at that risk. But mm. obviously the narrative in more recent times has changed where you see like, you know, that now that was resulted in a red card. Unfair, I thought the red card was. I don't think it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a deliberate act, I don't think. I mean, he didn't, he didn't go on like to sort of like, you know, play out an old Shawn Michaels switch in music, like did he? Yeah, yeah. I'm still not entirely sure what I think about the decision. Um, I, I'm going to have to watch her a few more times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Josh Adams didn't, he pulled up, didn't he, before going? Because he said he, he could see clearly, you could see that Josh Adams, he was off the floor. Mm. And if he, he pulled up and he stopped going in for the, going for the tackle too soon, mm-hmm. kudos to Josh Adams, of course, absolutely. But he didn't seem, I don't want to say unfazed by it, but he rode it. As if to yeah. uh, as if there was an understanding from a three, fellow three quarter players position where actually you know what, I, I, being could could have well have been in his position with a foot in the air coming down caught the ball off balance so many things could play into it and I think again unfortunately to the letter of the law yeah it's head contact it's reckless and you start saying these kind of words and there's only one way it's going to go yeah in short referee's got to grow a set of bollocks and stop going to the bunker so much. Well, they, you know, I don't think you'll ever see an on-field red card ever again. Now, like really, what, what? Yeah, what's the incentive for the ref to do it? Drama. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd be having a sturdy worded letter from the uh, the bunker officials. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I think, like, just a, a quick word on that bunker. Like when we seen it in the under twenties with France and New Zealand, or was it France or was it New Zealand, New Zealand and Wales? No, I can't remember this. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there was a game where the first time I'd seen it in play. Mm. Um, was it France and Wales? Anyway, France, Wales, New Zealand, that's ringing a bell. Anyway, besides the point. Um, I thought, oh my God, yeah, what a what a shift. This is actually quite good if it's used properly. Mm. And 
like I said, I think the refs now are using it as a cop out. I'm not making this on field decision. I'm going to send you to the bunker. Well, look at that. Out of my hands. It's a red. They've said so over there. Those in Roland Garros were said it could be 300 miles from the game itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, I stand by it. I don't I don't think we'll see it. Well, well the bunker is sort of thing. I don't think you'll see a ref yeah. call a red anymore. Again, it's like with, with the TMO, with the bunker, just make it better. Yeah. They're all there to assist rugby, right? But just make it better. Yeah. Make it more functional. Give it a purpose, right? Don't don't leave it in a grey area. Where all these new things now, it started off great, but now it's gone grey because, and I really do think it's a ref slacking bollocks. So see um, red. Call it. Yeah. It's, no, it's I, 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 I'm with you. Although, saying that, um, even before the bunker, I think it was very rare that you'd see a straight red without some sort of uh, TMO discussion. Well, yeah, I actually, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. But more recently with the um, rules about dropping the tackle height, hmm. particularly sort of looking at Owen Farrell with Tim Basham, Without the bunker, I think that decision that that decision between the refs, I between the the, the, ref, the refereeing team, I'd like to think that goes red eventually, rather than using the bunker to make the decision. I mean, it, the bunker is faceless. <laughs> it, 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 it is, isn't it? it it's, a, it's a faceless thing. I mean, it's almost like leaving it to AI. Really, you, you might as well leave it to AI if that's the case. I um, I I stand by my thoughts. I I actually quite like the uh, the discussions on field myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, now that now the dust has uh, settled here, uh, do you think this game's got any bearing on what's coming up against Australia? Uh, it's going to be a different fifteen. Oh, I yeah yeah. Like you know, I mean, I mean. <laughs> There's been no action for Henry Thomas. Is he the pocket rocket? We're all hoping him to be. Do you know what I mean? Well, um, um, yeah. so yeah, on, on that, he was still training by himself. Yeah. Well, I say by himself. He was training away from the main throng, along with yeah. Raffle, Halfpenny, Jack Morgan, and Nicky Smith. Now, You'd like to think it's like sort of Jack Morgan, Nicky Smith. They're just being kept away from any potential training park incidents. Yeah, so... But that, that, he... yeah, oh, well, it suggests to me that um, yeah, raffle might still be tight. Like, I'm, from the optimistic point of view, um, Jack Morgan wasn't meant to play, so he's having a rest. And didn't he have a bump as well? Head head injury? And he Quite never, possibly, uh, yeah. Cut in the head yeah. Um, Half penny. I mean, he's old. So they're going to be they're going to be treating him differently. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nicky Smith, however, that's a that's an interesting one. Hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah. Like Alex King was quick to say, um, apparently, like everybody's got their own sort of rehab after a game. Yeah, which is understandable. But I tell you what, man, if we're down, Raffle and Morgan, God, who are we calling up? Is is it is it Youngs or is it both of them? Oh, oh, Young. Young, young Tom, young. It's got to yeah. be young. Was, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like he's he's first. In, I think we've discussed this, and that he's our collective first cab off the rank. Like, and he really for seven goes down. Yeah, I just don't know well he performs if uh, if Dai's not about. But we'll see. Well, maybe we won't mm. see. 
Um, <laughs> so this, yeah, this this extra rest then that um, Wales's so-called first team is getting. Do you think that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing come the weekend? I think it was forced. Yeah, but like, obviously forced by the fixture. But you'd like to think them players, you know, they, they they're at each other in training. The the level doesn't drop, really. So do, do you have like, any 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 fear of any uh, lack of match sharpness for the year? Uh... No, I don't. I think I think they probably train into a, a reason. Okay, yeah, the old adage is you know there's nothing like a match fitness, and mm. quite right. You know you can train till you're blue in the face, but that's yeah. never going to re- replace the actual efforts you put into a game. However, I suppose, I, yeah, sorry, go on, Maggie. Was it like you know World Cups are different than they like you know. To, to, to like a Six Nation, it's like you've got to give your all every time in Six Nations. Mm. You can manipulate it a bit more, but depending, like, and well, you get a fortnight off every yeah, two, and, exactly. and everybody's got the same schedule, really. Yeah, and th- there isn't an easy game where you no. could, you know, not anymore, anyway, if yeah. you're Wales. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, looking back at the Wales 23, you could argue that, you know, Zamet, uh, Anscombe, Thomas Williams, Smith, Lake. Dylan Lewis to an extent, Raffel, Falato, mm. Elias, Domachowski, Francis, Beard, Basham, there, Gareth Davis, and Adams will all be involved against Australia. Yeah, there was there was certainly some selections which I was like, wow, yeah. Norway, wrap that man in cotton wool and keep him yeah. on this fixture. But like something else I was thinking of watching the New Zealand and Namibia game, the the team that New Zealand had picked. Um, it was like the, these you've only got thirty three boys in your squad. And you're gonna have to pick certain players to play in these fixtures against the bottom ranking teams in the pool. Mm. And like, yeah, it's it's a risk. It's, it's like you, you didn't take a second fifteen. You didn't take a first fifteen and a second fifteen mm. just to play in the 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 low play against the lower team games because one 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 tight hamstring and that second team player is in the first team. Well, it's it's funny. I think New Zealand as well is a bit of a weird outlier here because they had the hard game first yeah they had uh shit dude they have um this France, weekend. Well, namibia. No, namibia uh then it's a week off and then they've got two relatively easy games again so new zealand really have got two on one off two on um they can play wherever they want wherever they want there in fact well, if, it, it, it was just something that come to me thinking like wow like you know another day you, you wouldn't have these kind of players if, it was, if this was a friendly you wouldn't even be thinking of these these players in the fixture like this because because who else have they got it's uh uruguay and who else is in pool a man um, uh, pass <laughs> uh, france uruguay new zealand Namibia, and italy italy is it oh yeah 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 so well actually that new zealand have got a a, a decent team coming up but yeah yeah i i think if, if you're in new zealand's shoes where you, you your hard game is first yeah and then you've got an easy game a week off and then two relatively easy games you're gonna play your best team the entire time I yeah think. i suppose if you've got that scope to be able to do so but um yeah, yeah that that uh, new zealand's nice cam rogyard something like that he was a no wall beard against maybe looking uh reasonably sharp Oh, one, to keep, one to keep the eye on. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk predictions for the Aust- for the 23 against Australia. Um, I, I'm going to sort of predict where I think 
Gatlin's going to do him. If, if you do the same, but we'll sort of discuss what we would like to see yeah. as well. I, I think the back three is going to be unchanged from Fiji, yeah. and I think that's what I'd like to see. So I think I'd like Williams, Zamet, and Adams yeah. myself. Agreed. Um, and I don't think there's a lot more to say there. Um, no. <laughs> quite quite simple. <laughs> move, move on. <laughs> yeah, we move on from there. That's that. You know, barring any injuries, that's that. Um, yeah. I never thought I'd say it, but... Yeah, don't, I, don't. let's just pass over the 12 jersey, talk uh, about 13, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're both from Tompkins. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go with North uh, yeah. just because I think it's been working. Um, he seems yeah. to like playing Australia. Yeah, since he uh, put old uh, Israel flow in his pocket, delivered him to a delivered him <laughs> to the other side of the pitch, first class, <laughs> email almost actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I, would you like to stick there, or you? Uh, or yeah, you... no, stick with Tompkins and um, uh, North. Yeah, but, I, like my, I think so. not that I got reservations. I'd always have reservations, right? But Australia brings something different than Fiji. Yeah, so they've got some injury problems of their own. Man. I don't notice Skelton is out, and uh, the prop was is a uh, two. Uh, two uh, Tanali Tupo. Yeah, is yeah, it? Is yeah, it? yeah. It's not mm. looking. I mean, the pressure's on us. We're, yeah, we're undefeated, yeah. and with the squad they've taken and the injuries they've picked up. Yeah, I feel like you know the pressure is is on Wales to win that. Oh, definitely. Like. Wheels like to go in as the underdogs. Oh, we love and, it. Um, yeah. then they're not helping themselves right now. Now uh, I'm reading on the Glad Rugby Forum somebody claiming that they know that Dan Bigger's back problem is ongoing. Okay. I predict Big Bigger's gonna play. Yeah. Yeah. If there's any credence to this rumour, who starts to play off here? Oh, God. Um I'd go with Anscombe. I think I would. He, he didn't look brilliant <laughs> didn't, against Portugal. No. But I think he probably plays with Tompkins at 12 mm. more effectively than Costello would. That's a good point, actually. The Costello-Tompkins axis against... Because yeah. Carter Gordon would... You know, he's, he does play well. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he did jump out the line against uh, Fiji Mind and uh, left uh, quite the dog leg, which I thought was a very dog move for a 10. But I think in attack, he could really split that partnership open. He could put people into that gap, into the gaps, I think. Who, who's that now? Carter Gordon. Like, yeah. if, if, you've got, if you've got a 10 12 partnership of uh, Costello, oh, yeah, Costello and Tompkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, a, a, a decent international. A sort of three-quarter line would really try and exploit that. Yes, agreed. Um, but yeah, I think we'd both like to see Gareth Davis and Dan Bigger play in there. Gareth Davis seems to have his game for Australia. Yeah, Gareth Davis totally. Yeah, um, yeah. I, going back to Thomas Williams, actually, I, I, again, I found him quite disappointing on the weekend. He's, he's not having a good World Cup for my, for my money. Is, is he another one of them players like much in the way Falatovs? He gets better when he, he gets better when he plays more. But I think possibly Gareth Davis, just being Gareth Davis and mm. doing Gareth Davis things, is is stopping Thomas Williams from being able to progress organically. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Um, so we are agreed on the back line. Yeah. 
Um, and, I, feel dirty, I feel dirty with but saying it. Yeah, and I think you know. So we're both predicting the same thing, and I think we both want to see the same thing, which is quite rare in Wales, and oh yeah, even yeah, more I've, so on on this podcast here. Mm. I think we'll start to separate a bit in the pack. Who would you like to see as your starting front row here, Mikey? Uh, Francis has got to be three. Uh huh. Um, Hooker. Uh, I'd like to see Dewey Lake starting mm. Hooker. Mm. And probably. Uh, I, I don't think it's a day for Domachowski. No, I agree. I agree. So it's a toss-up then between Gareth Thomas and Nicky Smith, mm. and with and with two Os- two other Ospreys front rows, it, I don't think it really makes a difference. But I think uh, Nicky Smith has sort of put himself in that position where he comes off the bench better than when he starts. I think you're right. So, do you, I'm not saying I'd like to start with Gareth Thomas, but rugby is. More a twenty-three man game now than ever. Hmm. So by that by that roundabout way of coming to a conclusion, I'm going to go with Garth Thomas, Dewey Lake, and Tom Francis in front row. Is that what you predict Gatlin's going to do as well? I think you know. I think he he, he would pull pull something like that because I'm not saying that Dom Chelsea's had, had chances. He has, hmm. but he hasn't got. He's still very green. Yeah. Particularly for Australia, I, th- I think you're right. Um, I, I personally, <clears throat> excuse me, I personally would have liked to have seen maybe Elias or D as the starting hooker, but I think Gatlin's backed himself into a corner here where he's he's given Derby that co-captaincy. He's back. He's talked himself yeah. into a corner. Now. He's sort of got to pick him, Again, particularly for this fixture. Yeah, so I'm almost certain he's going to pick Derby Lake. Let's take nothing away from Elias. He's, of course, because, you know, again, not at a bad World Cup. Mm. But, yeah. again, it's the issues of the darts, isn't it? Yeah. Like, neither, neither, neither one of them uh, uh, are turning heads, really. But um, to finish strong, start strong, finish stronger is the way I'm looking at this one. I, I think I think I agree, and I think we'll agree on the bench when we get there. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm predicting Rollins and Beard. I, I think I think it's as good as it gets, really, yep. from what I've seen so far. But yeah, I think talking to the boys about uh, down the game, one the Scarlets game about Reese Davis the other day. Um, mm. Would have loved to have seen him go. Yeah. Maybe at the and. Maybe not necessarily at the expense of of Dav Jenkins, but in the makeup of that thirty three, I think there was got a scope for four out and out second rows. Yeah, the the <laughs> taking as few as we have does feel weird. Yeah, um, and it, it takes away sort of selection pressure maybe on the established partnership as well because like yeah yeah Beard's gonna have or Rollins would have to fuck up Royally to relinquish their starting position against the better teams and to Dav Jenkins yeah or or even Dachunza yeah because he do you know what I mean like there's yeah always a chance now I noticed during Australia Fiji and it's rare that I noticed something tactical or 
like you know, I, I tend to watch rugby matches very much on feeling. Um, but I was kind of, I was watching, I kind of started thinking, you know what, Australia look really susceptible to a good jackal. And a couple of days later, Wales Online are trailing that they'd like to see Jack Morgan to six and Raffle to seven. Now, are we just biting into the opposition? It, well, this is it, isn't it? Sometimes like, I feel like the best thing to do is play to your own strengths. Yes, I agree. But Raffle is a, is a strength. And he is a strength that could exploit a weakness. I, I agree. And, you know, play, play, uh, put, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, horses for courses, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a fine line. That, I mean, you've got to have a plan B if that yeah. doesn't go, if that doesn't work. And yeah. then if, if, if that is replacing one of the back row 20 minutes in. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah. And I think it'd be harsh on Wainwright, who's been good. In the warm-ups yes. and the World Cup so far. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, yeah, Wainwright. Athlete. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know. He's back he, to his best. Like, he can't yeah. guess the best out of Wainwright. Plus, he's the, that option at eight, which changes the dynamic if Fartow goes off in the last yeah. 20. Yeah. I don't want to see Fartow go off in the last 20 against Australia. I really don't. But. He was beginning to purr, I think, towards mm, the end of the Portugal oh. game. Yes. Although maybe, maybe his tired Portuguese bodies and father was running mm. at you. It's 82 minutes. Just, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, oh, just give him the try, lads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, it we makes got no, a, no odds. Yeah, it makes no, yeah. That, that fourth try made no odds to Portugal. Like, did it? It's yeah, both for Wales than Portugal. Yeah, we've still got to play Georgia and Australia, they say. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, I, I'm predicting Wainwright, Farato, and Morgan myself making up yep. the back row. Yeah, sweet. Oh yeah, Mikey. Uh, that is an agreed predicted <laughs> start in 15. 15. I think I think we should have a collective drink of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the on the, onto the bench then. Um, I'll, I'll blink first. You. I think the replacement front row will be Ryan Elias, Nicky Smith, and Henry Thomas. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> um, there's, 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 there's a nod to the Dylan Lewis there, isn't it? Of course, we must have a nod to because he's been Gatlin's favoured twenty minute tornado. Yeah, good over the ball. I, yeah, I. But I think you're right. I think at this point in the game, let's let's bring on a really nasty, strong front row. And and Henry Thomas does look like that and he, he's got that about him yeah. in, in the way he's, he's played we've seen him in the warm-ups mm. and not since <laughs> um, unfortunately but like yeah I think he can bring that significant amount of grunt which I which puts him makes him different to Dylan Lewis yeah and um, I think there's potential as well that referees are starting to get the impression that Lewis isn't a strong scrummager. Yeah. And they won't be able to have that opinion of Thomas as no, yet. If, um, yeah. If um, Angus Bell keeps on going like he's been going. Yeah. And yeah. he happens to come up against a weaker um, scrummaging Dylan Lewis in the last mm. 20. I mean, like, if you're Angus Bell, you're taking a deep breath and going, oh, this is all right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Where did um, Henry Thomas play his club rugby? He moved to France. Yeah, Montpellier. Uh, I was going to say because um, if he'd have been playing in England, he would have come. He'd have 
encountered Wayne Barnes quite a lot, who's who's ref in the yes. weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably then if he's playing in France, he's uh, not really come across him all that much then. Mm, yeah, well, unless we sort of look back against Montpellier's fixtures and no. I ain't doing that. <laughs> no, not not tonight. No. Um, so, my, are you 5 3 in this or 6 2 in it? Yeah, no, 5 3. Yeah. Safe, uh, safety first, safety second. Yeah. So, to round out the forwards, it's, it's going to have to be Dav Jenkins for me. Um, as, as for the replacement back row, I, I'm torn between Raffle and Basham. I think I prefer. Basham, yeah, but I predict raffle. Yeah, uh, um, it's unfortunate. I think that Chunzer hasn't really been the player we expected. He's so young; like he's going to pack some, yeah, somehow more muscle onto yeah. that frame, and he's going to, yeah. I think, and again, like you know, the the rhetoric before the tournament was this is for twenty seven, not for now. Yeah, yeah. So, like the 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 yards they're making now are going to be so good from. In 27, I mean, like, you know, Dav Jenkins, uh, sorry, uh, Chunza could become, he could develop and mature into that second or that I so want him to be. And then having that with um, Dav Jenkins, maybe they are the second rows going forward with, with not necessarily together, but as part of that second row option with yeah. Will Rollins and Reese Davis. Yeah, Teddy, oh, Williams, comes, Teddy yeah. Williams comes into play as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Quite possibly. Um, yeah, like I predict that Shinza will have an excellent Six Nations in either 2024 20, or 2025. Mm, yeah. Where um, he starts to turn heads and then sort of like rises again. To... And it's obscenely early to be talking about this, but uh, <sighs> I I, it, it surprised me if he wasn't in Lions contention. Well, no. <clears throat> when he. Oh, by, then. Know, by, by, by the time the next tour happens. Yeah. Ooh. Let's put that on a on a on an envelope and open it in twenty five, is it? Twenty six even. Little time for twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, who who do you think Gatler's going for then in the second row and the back row replacement wise? Yeah, it's 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 probably Dav Jenkins, isn't it? Um an out and out operator. Mm-hmm. Um and then again, I, I totally agree with you what you said just now with um between uh Raffel and um Basham. I again I'd like to, I too would like to see Basham. But yeah, Gatlin's going to want to go raffle, I think. And um, does the game open up the opportunity mm. for for that bit of Jacqueline later on? The, the mm. teams we the, the sorry the replacement forwards we've picked here um, look like they're there to win penalties, right? That front row and yeah. that jackal threat because nobody's actually turning the ball over from a jackal now. They're winning penalties from him. Y- yeah, which. I don't know. Are the refs biked in too quick, like, or was it just sort of mm. that? You know, the, the the that in that element of the breakdown, the refs can't do anything else but the water penalty because both sides are, are so locked into it. Yeah, that yeah. Like no, no, yeah, no. I think coaches have started to realise that if you allow the jackal to happen to you, the outcome is worse than if you hold on to the ball and get yellow carded. Yeah, well, so, which is which is backwards, really, isn't it? That's a yeah. backwards way of looking at it. It's, it's a, it sounds like a, it feels like a money ball sort of tactic to me. Um, yeah, right. There's no prediction to be made beyond Thomas William. Come, Thomas Williams come off the bench. Agreed. Move on. 
<laughs> I, I, yeah. It's coming down to Kosso and Anscombe. You have a, I, yeah. I'm predicting Anscombe. I think I'd like yeah. to see that. Yeah, agreed. Now, finally, then, I'm not going to say anything. Who's your replacement outside back? Oh, gosh. This is a difficult one. Mm. Because you've got to look from the inside out, Devenu, I think. Mm-hmm. And I... 12 is not just because of Tompkins. That, that's not where I go for, for a change. That's not where I'm going. <laughs> it's 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 the it's covering the twelve jersey because everything else covers itself. Yeah, because you you can move Tompkins up to thirteen. He's not unfamiliar there. You can yeah. move George North out to the wing. He's certainly not unfamiliar there. You mm-hmm. could drop Zamit or Adams to fullback. They're not unfamiliar there. So mm-hmm. for me, it's it's making sure that twelve jersey is covered. I mean, all right, yeah, you could have Dan Bigger covering twelve for twenty minutes. I'm not a fan of it, but if it has to happen, it has to happen. Mm-hmm. But so I think who's on that on that basis I'm sort of backing myself into a corner for Johnny Williams is That's exactly what I said. <laughs> it, 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 it is like you know you you look at it in, in that sense, but does that that's not doing is it is that a game is it a game for the half many? Yeah. yeah, I don't think it is. You can't play in. You can't move George to twelve. No, you're right. I you, you can't bring Josh Adams to thirteen in a game like this. You can't bring Liam to thirteen. Yeah. I mean no, like No, the the only thing I'm gonna to say to you that is I think we both want to see Williams. Um I I've I've put him down as my prediction, but I'm just thinking Gatland could have done that in previous games where he's gone dire yeah. or he's gone Grady. Do we think he's gonna do this or do we think he's gonna he's gonna defy do expectations he's... here? No, he's talking to fight expectations. Is is he? He's far too predictable for that. Mm. It's just going to be real fucking dire, isn't it? (laughs) Like it was against Fiji, because I think Johnny Williams was available, wasn't he? Um, Yeah, and he went dire on the bench. I so I'm going to predict that. I'm going to put my neck on the line. I'm going to predict Rio Dyer. You have have to disagree somewhere. (laughs) I think. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Johnny Williams. In fact, I think it's a. I think it's a, a Johnny Williams kind of encounter like you know it seems Samuel entirely Kri- sensible on so many levels yeah like he's gonna have Samuel Kravy playing 12 yeah and like if you know Tonk has shown how robust he is at mm. 12 by having you know Michael like Michael like Valet I'll get in a minute Michael Evo yeah Big Bill and Semi trying to cut him in half and he picked himself up and dusted himself down and said, "Right, come on, boys, have another bloody go." Yeah. But- All right. Well, we might um, we might find time later in the week to do a squad pod following any announcements. Um, but we'll we'll see how our calendars are aligning there, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, before we wrap it up, Mikey, boy, have we got any uh, forbidden loves of the week? Oh, we've seen South Africa bite again today, haven't we? <laughs> and, they've bit- and they've bitten so hard. It's not easy, even if they've picked a seven-one against like. The, the the whipping boys of the pool, oh. they've gone out and picked a seven one against Ireland. I uh, I did see somebody say Ireland should just do an eight zero now just. To... <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know, oh, I don't think I don't think Andy Farrell's that that brave. 
I, uh, I tell you what, if Ireland did that, I would forgive them of all their previous wrongdoings. <laughs> oh, no, you wouldn't. Behave. No, no, I wouldn't. Um, I, I've, I've got myself this week. It's uh, Fiji beating Australia, even though it's sort of borks us. Oh, if, if Fiji yeah. had lost, we were practically through. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well done, lads. Like it, It's been coming for a while, I think. It's revenge for what happened in 2019 and rugby. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um like and, and and is that solely down to the um uh Drua hmm. being involved in the um super rugby tournament. It's incredible how sensible they played. It's great. Like Fiji are now a serious rugby team. They they can chuck it around, but they ultimately they will rely on a set piece orientated, sensible game. Yeah. And it's it's dangerous. It is. And there's there's no holes in their game anymore. No, like and they're they're professional players. I mean, like was it two World Cup? Maybe either the last World Cup or the World Cup before. Uh, listening to, to bits and bobs about um, Fiji were picking club players from Fiji, hmm. and they're not they're, they're the biggest and fittest and strongest lads in the world, but they're not professional in Fiji. I don't believe. Correct me, please, if I'm wrong. But, well, if they are professional, it's not going to be professional to the level at like France or England, all right? It's, well, or Japan is going to yeah, be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wouldn't fancy going on tour there as an amateur player, put it like that. Christ, no. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and finally, Mike, you've got a, you have got a shout out. Yeah. Uh, our, our pest, <clears throat> I don't mean pest, a friend from the West, um, Liam and his um, South Wales Jets uh, team are taking on their biggest challenge yet, as so says, on their X outlet. Um, they're taking on uh, a 40 mile walk from Story Arms in the Brecon Beacons, uh, ending up in the bay, in Cardiff nice. Bay, of course. Uh, 40 mile walk uh, on the October the 28th, 2023. Um, they have a Just Giving page. It's uh, justgiving.com slash page slash South Wales Jets. If you'd like to donate this, um, and they're raising money for. Signpost Cymru, um, a mental health charity themselves, um, who they've been working with uh, from day one. Uh, they've raised uh, a, a, f- a bit of cash already for Signpost Cymru and um, wish you all the best, boys. Um, Liam did ask if I wanted to have a go, but I think I'm uh, <coughs> not busy that day, but um, uh, hmm. it's having the, 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 the time to sort of get in a bit of condition for that. Like, and, um, I know you the boys are doing a your walking days are behind you, are they? Well, this is part of my day to day now, like, but um, yeah, so first <laughs> one's all uh, day then, <laughs> y- yeah. But um, uh, I hug back to the young farmers earlier. Uh, my club, my club did a, a similar walk from Nelson to um, to Cardiff and back, uh-huh. oh, sorry, Nelson to Valindra in Cardiff and back in the day. Um, I'm not sure how far that was, but they raised a hell of a lot of money for the uh, Valindra charity there as well. So um, Great yeah, stuff. All, all, all the best jets, and um, yeah, we're with you all the way. And um, like I said, there's a just giving page. So if anybody would like to uh, dip in and donate, I'm sure it would be very much appreciated. Smash, and we'll give our retweet as well, right, there, Mikey? Uh, hopefully, we'll chat later in the week about this and uh, yep. have something for our listeners to wrap their ears on before uh, before the game kicks off on Sunday this week, isn't it? Is it Sunday night lights? Aye. So uh, with oh. that. <laughs> oh, not a Sunday. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll say goodbye and see you next time. Tara. Uh, see you then.